Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi there. This is Jillian on Love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to completely transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I have coached and taught thousands to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up in their relationships and just love lives in general. Today's episode is sort of like a holiday special. How to survive the holidays with family. (laughs) And I think it's pretty apropos because many people struggle this time of year when it comes to family. So hence why I am doing this episode. So what exactly makes the holidays challenging for some of us, particularly when it comes to family? Number one, stage of life. So what do I mean by that? Instead of being the child who needs to be taken care of, as adults, we learn that our parents will need to be taken care of. And this can be really challenging for many of us and challenging to a point where we don't even realize that this is the thing that we're grappling with. Sometimes it lives in our unconscious, but it's a very real thing, this concept of stage of life, because inside every single one of us is a child who is forever needy and craves to be taken care of craves to be coddled and loved and truly taken care of. And yet, as we age, we start to see that our parents or whoever our primary caregiver or caregivers are or were, are people who are vulnerable and flawed. And when they get old, if they get old... They need to be taken care of. And that is the cycle of life. It's a full circle. And sometimes transitioning from one stage of life to another. For example, we go from child 
then we transition to teenager, then we transition to young adult, and then we transition into full adulthood. These transitions, like many of the transitions in life, can be very challenging. And in fact, one might argue that so much of the quality of our lives is dependent on how well we can transition into different stages of life. I mean, we could see this microscopically in just a 24-hour period. Sometimes it's really difficult. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I certainly have. To transition from work mode to, for some of you, parent mode, to partner mode, to just alone time mode, you know, to shut the brain off, to completely, to switch hats. Sometimes it's so difficult to transition from responsible adult mode to, I'm going to let loose and have a little bit of fun mode. So it's the transitions that we experience in life. Hey, let's even look at the seasons. If you live in an area of the world where there are very defined season changes, even transitioning from winter to spring, summer to fall to winter, these transitions in a lot of ancient medicine, in Ayurvedic medicine, for example, and in Chinese medicine, there's these strong suggestions that one should cleanse the body during these transitions because going from one mode of being physiologically, psychologically, and emotionally to another mode of being can be really intense on our bodies, hence the suggestion to go through a cleanse. Well, then think about what it really is, what's demanded of us when we transition from childhood to teenagehood to young adulthood to full adulthood. We're required to completely change our blueprint of who we are, what life is about, who our parents are, what they're all about, what their responsibilities should and should not be, what our responsibilities should and should not be. And we are called to create new belief systems, new identities, how we relate to ourselves, how we see ourselves, the lens through which we see the world. All of these changes that take place based on stage of life, based on transition. So when we go home for the holidays, sometimes what is really apparent, even if we're not consciously aware of it, there is a part of us that very strongly feels, either feels in our body or some other process in our mind is happening, where we recognize that our parents, they don't have the same responsibility to take care of us anymore. In fact, they become the needier ones. And when we see that our parents are not these superheroes that we project onto them when we're children, but instead they are just like us in many ways, it's not easy. Part of maturing 
is to be able to see that our parents are not these superheroes. So this is a very necessary shift in our psychology and the way that we think. But for today's purposes, I want to point out it's not easy. And that's why being around family for a condensed period of time where there's also the added expectations of how that evening goes, everyone getting along, the food being good, uncle whoever, aunt whoever doesn't act out, right? We're also usually, not always, but many times in these family functions, many generations are showing up. So there's all these dynamics that are present. You know, if you have a parent who's closer with one kid versus another, then you start to see all the coalitions, the unconscious coalitions that have been formed inside of a family system, which you can relate to like a corporation. And sometimes... You go back into the family system and you can see it all. And even if you can't see it all, you register it, you feel it. Again, even if it's not in the forefront of your consciousness, you're aware of it. And so all these triggers start to come up because you are aware of perhaps some of the injustices that are going on between these coalitions or the injustices of just wanting to be taken care of, but that's no longer the stage of life that you're in. So it's pretty deep stuff, but it's important to acknowledge because one of the things as well that makes the holidays so difficult is that So many of us are feeling all these quote unquote feels for lack of a better way to describe it. And we don't exactly know why. Why walking into that scenario when maybe no one has done anything, no one has said anything bad, no one's overstepped a boundary, whatnot, we can immediately feel incredibly triggered. This is a little bit of what's going on. The second thing that can make the holidays very challenging with family for some people is this idea of regression. Ram Das has a famous quote. He's famous for saying, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with family. <laughs> because even if you have done all this work on yourself and you consider yourself to be a mature self-aware, conscious, good person. Just wait until you're with family. Because it's like we go into a time machine and we go back in time. And usually what happens is we go back to our teenage self. And if you have siblings, they go back to their teenage self. And your parents go back to who they were when they were parenting you as a teenager. Sometimes. And... Here we are, we go back, we enter this home, let's say, and all of a sudden it's like we've entered a completely different reality, but yet it's the reality of our past. And it's funny when you think about it, (laughs) not so funny, but important. So it's really, really important to forgive yourself for 
any of the regressing you do when you're around family. You're not alone. Don't then be so hard on yourself. This is what we do. This is what we do. In fact, the truest test to our growth when it comes to relating to others and our egos is being around family for many of us. So throw yourself a bone. Let me throw you a bone and forgive yourself. While at the same time, do your best to see the dynamic, to notice your tendency to go back to being the baby sister or the baby brother or the oldest or the middle child, going back to, you know, whatever fights and arguments you used to have with mom or dad when you were 13 or 14. Just try to be a witness to the insanity (laughs) that might be going on within you and within the family dynamic. And even if it's just little glimpses of you being able to step out of your ego self (laughs) or to step out of your teenage self. There's little glimpses where you can step back and look at everything and be like, wow, I can totally see what's going on here. Let me start relating differently. Let me step into who I am today and respond to whatever it is that I would normally react to with the maturity and the understanding that I have about life, people, and dynamics and respond from there. Not easy, which is why you have to forgive yourself for any regressing you do when you're with family. Have a little sense of humor about it. That's really important. While again, at the same time, trying to expand the moments where you are able to see the truth of what's going on and stepping into who you are today and responding from that place. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Boundaries and Ego I'm going to start with sharing a story. Very, very recently, so recent that it's the irony that I'm recording this episode now on the heels of this happening is not lost on me. I had 
what you refer to as an opportunity to really react very strongly to something my father said to me. I have a long history with struggling with my father and a big part of my journey has been to forgive him, to grieve the father who I wish I had, but didn't have, and to also accept and acknowledge him for everything that he has done with the tools that he had. And that has been the trauma for me that I have really had to work on. And recently he said something to me, and I, you know, without getting into too much detail, just if any of you have done any research or study or have had any experience on, and I put this in big air quotes of having emotionally immature parents or dealing with, you know, parents who may have struggled with narcissism and substance abuse, parents who really just struggle to relate and then go to immature tactics, maybe some unconscious manipulation. So this is my experience with my father growing up. And now he's old and he has health problems. And I don't really have a desire to battle him. So what happened was he said something that he could have said better. Knowing what I know about relationship and communication, he communicated poorly. I could see that he was trying to communicate better, but it was not a great job. And what he did was regress to who he was many years ago and treated me and spoke to me in a way that in the past would have felt very overwhelming to me as a child and as a young adult. It would have been very shaming to me as a young adult and teenager and a child. And then I would say even as an adult, what I would have done with that in the past was instead of feeling the shame, part of my healing was when he does that, when he says something like, that's about him, I don't need to feel the shame. I don't need to run away from him. I don't need to avoid him. That's about him. In transitioning out of that, I also learned how to have a voice, how to stick up for myself and how to lay down really firm boundaries. But then as I matured, I started to see that some of those boundaries that I was laying down were really coming from a place of anger and my ego needing to basically say, you can't treat me like this, I'll show you. And that's a necessary stage of development for a young adult to be able to say to anyone, I'll show you, you can't treat me like that, when they've been treated not well. It's this stage where we find our voice and we learn to assert ourselves and stick up for ourselves. And it's very necessary. But there comes a time, especially when you're a full-grown adult and your parents are old, 
And I know that this is very case dependent. I'm not suggesting you do this with any severe abuse. Please know that I know that this doesn't apply to every situation. My hope is that you reflect on whether or not this is something that can work for you. So you have to make sure that you're not in any danger of any real physical or psychological harm. But when he said this to me, I felt not at the same degree as in the past, but I felt a little bit of my blood starting to heat up. I started to get angry, not in the way that I have been triggered in the past. Because when we're triggered, usually there's all this adrenaline that starts to be released in our system. We go into fight or flight. And if you're someone who has gotten better at laying down boundaries, the impulse for you might be to fight. And that has been in the past when I was a child, it was shaming and then maybe fawning and you know just capitulating and then wanting to run away. I went into deep avoidance with my father. It transitioned into fighting, I'll show you. But it's changed for me. I don't feel the need to assert myself And to fight back feels like, rather than something healing for me, it actually feels like, at this point in my life, immature and a place of just trying to protect my ego. So this is just an example of where boundaries might be important, but also when the boundaries have less to do with putting a wall around them and more to do with checking your own internal boundaries. I don't need to let that comment or whatever comment disrupt my inner peace so much. I also don't find the need to assert myself in the way that I needed to in the past because what I know now is that the subtext of what he was trying to say to me was, I feel rejected and hurt. But because he is not able to go there, I don't feel the need to school him on that. At this point of the stage of life that he's in and the stage of life that I'm in, I am able to just see my part and how I may have actually been hurtful. And rather than defending myself, just apologize. And doing that, I feel a tremendous sense of peace inside because I no longer have to fight that fight. How it feels is that I have created an internal boundary rather than having to enforce an external boundary on him. And so this is pretty deep stuff. And I share this personal antidote and this personal story because there is, for good reason, a lot of discussion, especially in social media and just the whole current psychology zeitgeist around boundaries. And boundaries are important. But... I am always about sharing a different perspective on this podcast. And boundaries 
are important and you might have to have boundaries with a rude family member. Overall, maybe you can think about or reflect on the internal boundaries where there's a little bit of a live and let live vibe to it all. They are who they are. They are not good communicators, but maybe I can see the subtext of what they're trying to communicate. And maybe I can just meet their need in the moment, not by betraying myself or abandoning myself. I don't see it as that way. I'm meeting their need because my goal is harmony and my goal is always to be accountable and to try to relate to people in the most conscious way that I know how while forgiving myself when I don't. So perhaps accepting who our family members are, what they are capable of, might prove to be a very healing perspective or contemplation for you as you head into the holidays. And then I wanted to add a note just about healing relationships with a parent or both parents or caregivers, as well as share a little bit. I'm not a parent, but You know, before I honed in on romantic relationships and working with people specifically on this area of their lives, I worked pretty intimately and deeply with a lot of families. I thought that was the direction that I was going to go in. And then I, it became clear very quickly to me that it was going to just be romantic relationships or most specifically on that. So... I want to add a little thing for all of you because we're all adults, but we've all were once children. And also a couple of notes for those of you who are parents. So number one, as an adult, you have to live life the way you want to live it, not based on the expectations that were placed on you as a child or as a young adult from one or both of your parents. Because most of us, and I really, really mean most of us, I've been coaching for long enough and have coached enough people to know this to be true and also in my own experience, most of us are walking around unconsciously still trying to please mom and dad or mom or dad. And so we're making decisions, particularly around the way that we live and particularly around the way that we decide to earn money, trying to be who we think mom and dad need us to be in order for them to approve of us and to love us. But when we start to live our lives based on what we need and not living our lives in this sort of unconscious trance, trying to please mom or dad, it is incredibly healing because what it does, it propels us into the the stage of life that we're supposed to be in, that we need to be in, which is the adult stage of life. And then if we're not constantly trying to please mom or dad, even unconsciously, and we start living our lives for us, guess what happens? 
that resentment and that anger or that frustration that we might feel on a visceral level or even just a mild level towards one or both of our parents starts to dissipate. Because once we claim our autonomy and we claim the stage of life that we're in, we can release all that. So many people are living lives based on appeasing their parents, their elderly parents. And then we blame them. (laughs) When really it's our responsibility to embrace the stage of life that we're in and start to live our lives for us. It can be really healing with family and parents if we can acknowledge that some of the things that were expected of us actually benefited us. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, there are just certain things that they wanted for us and that we did because that's what was expected for us that actually worked in our favors. So, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Some of the things that you've developed, some of the muscles, the psychological and physical muscles that you've developed in your body based on whatever was expected of you as a child have benefited you just like it's benefited me. So we just have to acknowledge usually all of these things that we're examining are very much like a coin and every coin has two sides. And I think it's important to see the two sides. And also, most of our parents are of a certain generation, and that generation is a generation where the primary goal in life is stability and certainty, especially if you have older parents or your parents like mine were immigrants. It is about stability, security, and certainty. So if mom and dad or mom or dad pushed you to be a doctor when all you wanted to be was an artist, it's not because they didn't love you. It's because they were so afraid that if you became an artist, you wouldn't have the stability necessary to survive and they didn't want you to suffer. Some of us can look at our parents and see that the intention was an intention to protect, not an intention to harm. With that in mind, if you are a parent, let your children make mistakes and let them be who they are. Let them fall flat on their faces with their bad mistakes and their bad decisions, I should say, because let's face it, we have made some pretty bad decisions in life. And I know that there are things that my mother told me that if I had listened to her, I would not have made those mistakes. But I needed to make them to learn and to grow. And that's the great paradox. You know, I look back at some of the things that my mother told me to do or not do that I didn't listen to. And I have so much compassion for her worry because she was right. (laughs) You know, that saying mom was right. Mom is always right. There's some truth to that. She was right. But that doesn't mean that she was right about everything. And it doesn't mean that the mistakes that I made and the poor decisions that I've made were not meant to be 
decisions that I made. I would never grow and learn. I'll never forget. I believe I was 19 years old. So I was already, quote unquote, an adult, even though you're not an adult at 19, but you know, legally. And I wanted to, over holiday break from college, go visit my crappy boyfriend (laughs) out in LA. And I live in New York. And he didn't deserve me to go visit. I wanted to go because I was anxious and I wanted to fix things up with him and patch things up with him. Everything about him was wrong for me. And my mom was very concerned. She did not want me to go. And she was right. I should not have gone. She was 100% right, but she couldn't stop me. She had to let go and she had to surrender. She really had to live and let live because she knew that controlling me wasn't going to work. And I think back at that time and I get choked up because I wish I could just say to her, you know what, you were right. And thank you for letting go of control and letting me do that because I had to discover that on my own. That's part of what makes me who I am today. And so what I say to all the parents who are listening right now is that in an effort to not want your children to make the same mistakes as you did, you will often project an ideal onto your kids, not realizing the pressure that it puts on them to be a certain way. And to all the kids out there and adults, young adults, teenagers, full-grown adults, recognize if your parents projected an ideal onto you, they did that with the intention to protect you from the mistakes that they made. And I know that there are some really extenuating circumstances with alcohol abuse, all of that. And I am not excusing any of that. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you spend time with those family members. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you have to forgive them or, you know, try to let go of some external boundaries. I know that there are extenuating circumstances, but this is all food for thought that I think can help anyway. So here's what you can do about this. Listen to this podcast as many times as you need to before seeing family. If you are subscribed to Jillian on Love Plus, which is just little bonus material, nothing as long as this, some bonus material, I will be posting a meditation to calm yourself before family. I also released a bonus episode to give you just some other tips and tools of the trade in terms of how to make an evening with family during the holidays a little bit easier. But for right now, just think about everything that I discussed and most of all, forgiving yourself for the regressing that you do with family and maybe what you have to do is just expect it and have a little sense of humor about it. So today's episode was a holiday episode, how to survive the holidays specifically with family. 
And if this is something that does not particularly apply to you, I am certain (laughs) that you know at least one person, maybe several, who could really benefit from listening to this episode. So go ahead and share it because you never know whose life you could be changing by sharing this. And of course, rate, review, subscribe. And if you have any questions or any requests, you can always reach out to me on hello at jillianonlove.com. And I thank you for listening. And until next time, good luck. I'm rooting for you. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. Hi, just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Galleon, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Galleon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com